Welcome to another episode of Neon Radio Podcast. I'm Reese, And I'm Dan. In France, they call me a Royale with cheese. <laughs> but in Australia, I'm Declan. Wow. Are you one. sure? That was a pretty good one. <laughs> I'll play it. Royale Is it because of the metric system? <laughs> <laughs> um, this week, we're doing uh, the seminal film, Pulp Fiction. Uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino, with story also by Roger Avery. Uh, its cinematogra- cinematographer was Andre Sekula, a Polish cinematographer who also shot Reservoir Dogs, Dogs yep. and would go on to shoot uh, the classic American Psycho with Christian Bale. Mm. Uh, produced by Lawrence Bender, who would work with him up until Inglorious Bastards. Uh, production designed by Sandy Reynolds Wasco, who also worked as head production designer as every one of Tarantino's films. And some side movies that banged, like the first three Wes Anderson films, Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, and most recently, La La Land. Uh, also, this movie had an A-list makeup team, including Robert uh, Kurtzman and Greg Nicotero. They would go on to do Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yes. Uh, and a minor fun fact as well, executive produced by Danny DeVito. Yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. That was weird. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's just a little film info on it. Uh, if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, go out and watch it. Come back and listen to us. We spoil this movie. Um, we'll spoil all the, the in-betweens and outs and everything about it. So do that first, and then we can get into it. But let's just jump straight into this. Damn in. Yeah. This was a um, was a good sit for me. I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and I liked how it started and ended on the same thing with a different, different perspective. Mm. To me... Uh, I find that Samuel L. Jackson is the key for this film. He fucking oath. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is just so good. Even in Hateful yeah. Eight, no, Hateful Eight. Um, uh, Django. Man, God, yeah. he's good. And uh, yeah, that, that to me that just stands out. Just yeah. Number one thing, man. Just Samuel L. Jackson. He's just so damn good. And Harvey Keitel again. Man, just. Oh, just incredible. The day Samuel Jackson slips to the void is going to be one of the saddest days. Like yeah. what? Like he's getting up there and he's getting older now. Mm. Yeah. And fuck, he's so good. Yeah. He's just I don't know. It, and the and the yeah the, that passage that he says um, Ezekiel Ezekiel yeah, twenty five seventeen yeah twenty five yeah. wrote it down. <laughs> man, he's the path of just, righteous yeah, man. Yeah, that's like Oscar worthy material there. I know yeah. for me, it's just so uh, that's not grandstanding. He's just just owns the screen, man. Yeah. yeah. He just um, kills it. But now this is this is where it gets tricky. I do think this movie is too long, mm. um, and it's going to be hard for me to rate this. I haven't got a score yet because I I do like I think Reservoir Dogs better. If that makes sense. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I just think this this movie is a bit too overcomplicated. Not that I think there's too many things happening. Which is parts you don't I think need. I think in the middle is bloated. Yeah, like the I think the Bruce Willis story. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Think I, agree. I don't think it's needed. I think that I think. So I'll do. Should, yeah, are you, you done? Go, yeah. So I'll just jump straight into mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the start of Bruce Willis' story up until the pawn shop. Yeah. Is the golden for watch, me? Golden I watch. was getting restless. Yeah. Like I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I don't know. if I'm going to finish Everything this movie tonight. Fun. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh god, I might have to start this again tomorrow because I'm like. Yeah, getting it's getting to be a hard, mm. hard sit now. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, no, I just you know push through. Mm. And then when I got to the pawn shop, I was invigor- invigorated by it again. But as but, Fabian, like yeah. his like partner in it, the what? Her name is I think her name is Fabian, the French girl. Yeah. Oh, that's not even. The, I, I just found more I just the drag up to yeah. yeah, yeah. That whole conversation is a bit much. Everything just, from when he gets to see her and then leaves. I even found when he was at his even running from his boxing thing, I was a bit sort of yeah, like, yeah, that was yeah, the cab ride. Because yeah. I think because I think part of the problem that happens narratively is we already know that Marcel is like a bad dude, right? And this is just sort of reinforcing that he's bad. And it's like, yeah, well, we know, like mm. he's like we know he has to be on the run now. Let's fucking move along to yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that could have been cut there. They yeah. should have cut that. Nice. They should have yeah. made Travolta do something to carry on the lines with the rubbing of the feet thing and made that the conflict with him and Marcel. 
Um, but it wasn't Travolta didn't have a conflict with Marcel. Yeah, yeah but so I'm like they should have done. They should have cut out Bruce Willis's part. Didn't no, need I, any of I that. I think Bruce Willis's part was fine. I think it's, it's just I think it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, get, I kind of get what you're saying yeah. there. Yeah, and just you, make it more you think that if they had of tossed Bruce Willis yep. and just made that middle section about Travolta trying to be on the run from Marcel. Yep. That, yeah, it probably would have yep. worked. Because yep. um, okay. he, he died anyway. So, But there's a reason There's a reason yeah. that it's three separate stories yeah. that I've, I've got in the facts. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. But I think for me, like this movie, uh, I don't really have anything like inherently bad to say about yep. this movie, mm. but I do wish that I had have seen it at the cinema when it came out because there's a, there's a few things that I've got ready to read if a point comes up in time for it I've got, it'll probably bog down the facts too much if we're going to them but um, it was like a seminal movie it kind of changed Hollywood quite a bit yeah. uh, and I do wish I had been around for that because I think the impact of this movie would be more for me if I had have experienced that as it happened yeah. but as it is I didn't and for me it's just a, it's just a good movie it's a really good movie for me I, I probably I probably because I know that it's biggest rival in its time period like it and Boogie Nights were kind of like yeah. I think I like Boogie Nights that uh, bit more I agree with you um, yeah. but Pulp Fiction is still really good yeah it's really good yeah yeah it's yeah it's hard and I, I'm going to do a uh, a score change as well for the first movie okay I'm giving an extra 0.5 so I'm giving that an 8 out of 10 okay Fair enough. I can I can change yeah, it. That's that good. is high. Reservoir Dogs is good, man. Good, good movie. Reservoir um, Dogs is a, is really good. Yeah. So that's a change. Um, I was gonna say the the just quickly um, when Travolta, you know, they go to that um, that cafe, mm. the cafe, the burger place. It was pretty cool. The, when they um, got up, when they got up to dance, Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah. yeah. That was went for too long. Eh? I like that scene. Man. I love that yeah, fucking I scene too. Was, I think I, that scene's really cool. I thought amazing. it was embarrassing. No, I really no, like that. I was scene. into it too. Travolta's killing it on the stage. Yeah, he, this is probably <laughs> so this fucking is, good. I'm not much of a Travolta fan, yeah. but I actually enjoyed him in this. Yeah, it's, it's uh, good. That, that, <laughs> I, yeah. I do. When you about Sam Jackson though, particularly the last scene, mm-hmm. he's incredible. That's that last scene. Really, if that wasn't the final scene of this movie, I think it would. Yeah, I think it would crumble under its way, weight. Yeah, but it, he he fucking carries it through. Yeah, by the so way, funny. I think my favorite moment in that scene isn't even his lines which is like amazing yeah it's them walking to the door lifting up these shitty ucla yeah. shirts and putting a gun between the boxes yeah. i think that's and walking out it's yeah. things like that that, that's that, a joke. that makes it's this great. movie amazing though is like when we see them earlier and they're in those weird outfits we're like why are we in those why are they in those outfits and it gets yeah. explained to yeah. us later like that's what makes this movie yeah. cool it's good yeah mm. and yeah. It, uh, and obviously that's all intentional yeah. And, yeah, yeah and i think that's the mastermind behind tarantino yeah. Yeah. isn't it interesting that um not all of them but a lot of these directors that go on to become sort of like these household names mm. early on in their careers play around with non-linear structure yes yeah like I it was, was big say... for nolan it was big for tarantino like it's, yep. it's sort of like it's different yeah mm. i yeah. think that was that time period right because mm. nolan was sort of mucking around late 90s early 2000s tarantino well, was just a bit before him and that 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 time period seems to be when non-linear narrative was a thing it's a it's i think that's it sorry I mean, it's, it's yeah. an art thing in general yeah you've got to stand out from the crowd and that's how you get noticed. but you don't see it too much now because no. people have sort it's, of done it now you've got done, to get yeah. something new but yeah, yeah it's mm. it's interesting well that's what I was, I was gonna say when with my little thoughts i think this may be possibly one of the greatest anthology films if not the greatest anthology film of all time yeah if you look at it in in a retrospect it kind of is an anthology film you got three very separate stories it is an that inter- yeah. interconnect um and i've seen other movies do that obviously Snatch. but nothing to the uh, mm. the credibility of something like this which has oh. like the the beats and and ways that mm. things are said i just can't stress enough how very capturing mm. those moments are you know them going and being like it's too early and then walking down the hall and then consistently you know talking about the foot massage for a little longer and then being okay let's go back yeah. to the door yeah. that's something that wouldn't be done in another movie because yeah. you'd be like that's too long that's or, or talking about a sitcom yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean like things like that i just think that make this like it's almost like i'm watching uh brian azarello's 100 bullets but on a screen and that's like a comic book that's just a fantastic comic book similar in vain with like short stories yeah that are like just simple and yeah. then 
they kind of interconnect and yeah. leave each other. Oh. So I just I just love that type of yep. style. So yeah, I I really love this movie. Yeah. I I I, I do think it's too long as well. Yeah. But it could have cut like twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And would have been, been like yep. beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think that both of you are right. It it was the Bruce Willis section mm. that needed to be I, they could have cut the cab ride. They could have cut half of the uh Fabiana, I can't. I don't know how her name is pronounced. Yeah, but I'll, I'll um, spoil. I'll spoil one of the facts though. They had to have Bruce Willis in it to get the budget. Basically. Oh really? Wow. Because yeah. it die hard. Not. Basically, got ten million dollars more on top of the budget. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, commanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and he just play, he basically played John McClane. He pretty much did. You know yeah. What's funny, you know what's funny about this though? Same as yeah. Was this after Die Hard Three? This would have been. Mm, nah, before. But how come he has Wait, more hair on, in Die what? Hard Three than he has in this? He's well, he's his hair is fully thin in this movie, but in Die Hard Three it's like normal. Maybe I'm looking it up because I Maybe feel like put hair, fake hair on it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like <clears throat> feel like it was before, but I'll let you know. Okay, yeah, sure ninety-seven. Pop fiction. Yeah, Die Hard 3 was 95 and this was 93. It was shot and released in 94. Okay, yeah. So, so this is before. So they've done something with his hair and for Die Hard 3. He advanced hair. Yeah, because it was thin as in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he has like th- relatively thick hair in Die yeah. Hard 3. Yeah. <laughs> they got that spray shit on it. Yeah. And that, so they, <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, anyway, I really like this movie. But let's get into the uh, some of the stuff about it. I'm going to jump through things because I had a lot, but I'm just going to just pop, pop, pop through different ones. Um, we all know that the opening cards and, and title sequences for these type of movies are like, mm. pretty much you see it and you're like, ah, we're in a Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Um, the opening robbery moment, like the whole conversation at the start <laughs> with like, uh, you know, why does no one rob restaurants yeah, yeah. type of thing? And like banks are easier. And like, look who's like in the liquor stores now. You can't go into a liquor oh, store. How, how racist! <laughs> this movie yeah. is still he so continu- racist. He continues the run of. Oh, and by the way, yeah, who's the most racist in this? Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Also, I also would say jumping ahead though, he's I, he's his acting in this is pretty poor it's so bad. you know yeah. with a, with <laughs> it's like scene. it looks like he's looking off camera all the time at people it's yeah. really weird he looks, he looks back at the camera for one shot when it's just just over his shoulder just to see where he stands and he just slowly moves across yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway but, That's his scene. <laughs> but yeah. i do i do think that it felt you're right it felt like almost like an earlier movies um acting like mm. as if like he was like a young student yeah actor yeah doing that that was really weird yeah um but he can act better than me that's for sure I can act better than me too, but yeah. I'm not in Hollywood film. Like you got to hold it up to a higher standard, don't yeah, you? That's true. Um, we get the music change in the titles as well, which I think yet again the movie just goes so good with its music. Yeah, every moment with it. Later on with the um, the Jackrabbit Slim scene, um, where you get the you you never can tell Chuck Berry uh, with the twist song, uh, fantastic. Yeah. like the whole soundtrack just mm. screams it. Um, can we talk about the milkshake? I fucking love the milkshake scene. Five dollar milkshake. Yes. That's cheap it. for a milkshake now. I, I know. <laughs> I just got to taste that. Yeah, I like it. It's a de- pretty damn good fucking milkshake. Yeah. I so love this is what's good about Tarantino. He just talks about, makes the characters talk about shit that's not needed, but just makes it work. But did you notice so the Marilyn Monroe thing? He goes, "No, it's not Marilyn Monroe." That's, you know, you know yeah. Because because what what's what's happening is is that what what he does is what's meant to be happening in a scene is. You know, dialogue, and he does it. He does it too. Like it's his own thing. Like no one can do it the way that he does yeah. it. But dialogue really should, isn't meant to be used to, like, really explain what's going on in a scene. Like the characters' actions and things like that. It's what's going on underneath that we should be mm. sort of identifying with, which is what good writing and mm. good movies are. Right. But Tarantino doesn't. He does it another layer, even where. We're, we're already aware through exposition early in the movie mm. that this is tense for John Travolta's character yes. yeah. because of what's happened to yeah. someone else who's spent a night out with, with Mia. Yeah. Is it Wallace? Mia Wallace. Yeah. Mia Wallace. And um, we're, we know that's going on underneath. Mm. So the idea is that like this dialogue that has nothing to do with what John Travolta is thinking or feeling is just this nice little 
realistic almost or hyper realistic yeah trying to keep a normal conversation going but it's so layered because we know what's going on he's going like fuck man i can't i can't overstep this what am i gonna we do also here? Get like so many different um stories through scenes like the milkshake scene yeah like if you look at it we get we see that Mia's used to the good life mm. she gets a five dollar shake and she's like whatever yeah it's like why is the good life that goes to this sort of dinky yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she wants yeah. to have fun yeah and then and then you see he's like obviously like fucking five dollar shake you kidding me yeah. it's not he doesn't have it like that yeah and also he's kind of very like yeah they, um, they, and they live in a shit area because when harvey cartel goes he's he yeah, yeah, so like give you a lift and he goes oh, no nah, nah. you get no nah, i can <laughs> i can sense a taxi right <laughs> yeah. in the future <laughs> so um but you also have that moment where you see that because he actually does exclaim is that a five dollar shake and he goes in through that He's also very confronting. Yeah. Like, he's a confronting dude. Yeah. And then also you well, he's get... Vic, he's Vic Vega's brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can actually yeah. imagine them being brothers yeah. the way that he's like kind of is in this movie. Which yeah, is cool. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but you also get this thing where, like, uh, Tarantino's very good at introducing characters with stories, like you said. Mm. So, Marcelo Wallace has this massively dark, twisted story about somebody giving his wife a foot massage and him throwing him out a fucking window yeah. so straight away you're like every time you see Marcelo Wallace which is just the back of his head with a band-aid yeah. which is awesome yeah, no, <laughs> have, you, have you heard the theory behind that why is that the red the theory no um, this goes into sort of instead of doing Declan with Declan I'm thinking of doing a segment called deep dive with Declan <laughs> okay so All I right. started reading like deeper into these things okay this could be the pilot for it. Oh. <laughs> but basically... Going to the depths. So the, the briefcase, right? The, big, the big mystery MacGuffin of Pulp Fiction, when they mm. open it, what is everyone looking at in there, this illuminated thing? Mm. There's a theory that it's Marcel Wallace's soul. Holy fuck. And the idea that he sold his soul to the devil to rise to the top of the crime oh, world that's so cool though and become rich and famous <laughs> and the band-aid because we're constantly showing the band-aid on the back of his head and that's where the soul was extracted from and, he's and that's why that's why they can't give it up and like all this stuff that's going on with it it's kind of a cool little theory yeah it's a cool idea i think it's definitely out there but i, think, I don't think, yet I, don't again, think I think tarantino i think tarantino hasn't confirmed or denied he said he'll never exactly i've seen that in interviews he's specifically so but even more recent yeah. interviews he's like i will never tell you what's in the briefcase that's a, that's and that's what makes it so much more intriguing yeah. intriguing sorry mm. <laughs> and actually he says people have asked him do you know what's in the briefcase and he goes yes yeah he would know yeah he goes, yes. he goes i'll never tell you but I, I wonder if he told any of the actors i think that's pretty cool though yeah like tim roth at the end when he's like oh, is that what i think it is like it's yeah. the most beautiful thing i've ever seen. seen yeah it's cool yeah, yeah. um <laughs> good pickup uh we also get like we know that he's just good at things like I mean I, I write down shit that is stupid but the foot fucking master is just it's funny but it's also weird because it's Tarantino by the way they're talking about feet a lot in this really movie. really yeah, that's his, his, that's his foot thing. fetish really it's comes just, to the forefront yeah. in this movie yeah. fucking crazy yeah, um, even a tight shot of uh, what's her name again Ma, uh, Walter's missus yeah yeah, they are. yeah the first shot we see of her. oh you see oh. his lips but the next one is just the feet walking Mm. Also, like every as many times as he can get a woman to take their shoes off, he will. Even the fucking yeah. cab driver has no shoes on. Yeah, her, apparently her foot he, goes down on the pedal. Yeah, but, apparently he wrote the guy that wanted something about Mary's shoes. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Tarantino's <laughs> contribution to this something about Mary. Um, uh, so we get that. We get the also like he's good at doing these things where the moments like she goes, "I'm gonna go powder my nose," and it cuts in to a very extreme scene of a whole bunch of women around her yeah. while she's doing coke straight off the bar yeah, from the yeah, sink. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, has those moments a lot in the film. Yeah. Um, just stuff where it's like, no one would do that mm. normally. Um, uh, I like the tension in the whole Mia moment where she does do the heroin off the, off the um, table mm. and she knows straight away. It's big kudos to Uma Thurman in showing something that would like straight away she knew like the the moment of like she knew straight away that no not something's not right yeah yeah and yeah. she's trying to she has this moment where she, which i think is a great choice she tries to pull her nose apart and tries to shove her finger up to try and get it out mm -hmm. yeah. as if she's like oh fuck you know straight yeah. away i think that's just like one of the most awesome choices mm. 
Um, and then then going <laughs> the whole, do you have a big marker? Big magic marker. <laughs> I want the, the Fucking red, magic marker, man. The red dot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even before that, I like how Travolta goes, because he says, oh, what do you say about his wife's friend is single? He goes, oh, is that the... The, like the weird one yeah, like, yeah the one goes, with the, all nah. the shit on her face yeah. <laughs> goes, nah, that's my wife he's like, oh, oh, shit. yeah and they, and, but they both go <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> and he has the biggest wad of cash in that scene yeah in like a crack house i've ever seen in my life you know who the that jesus guy reminded me of what's his name in it was his name jesus i don't think his name is jesus oh, but the guy wearing the robe right the drug yeah. dealer yeah he reminds me of uh boogie nights you know they go to that guy's Wasn't house and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. lance they're like so similar, I reckon. The fireworks. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Eric you just remind me of that. Eric Alfred Stoltz. Molina's character. Oh. Eric Stoltz is the name of the actor. Um, he he looks like he's been in heaps. I can't remember what that else. Name, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been in heaps. I yeah. know that face straight yeah. off like that. Yeah. Like he looks different. He looks way different in Pulp Fiction. He, he yeah. could play a Loki, yeah. that guy. He's got that Loki face. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that is something like we we've talked about before the whole tension building that he can bring. Mm. Like he has, he has that moment where he kind of cuts away the tension at moments, but he has that moment where they're just about to plunge a syringe into a chest mm. and he cuts into, you know, uh, Vincent, into Lance, and then he cuts into the girlfriend. The girlfriend's like yeah. smiling. Yeah. Like, she was, yeah. yeah. It's like, like this is exciting. Yeah, the, yeah. the whole um, the rubber band thing that he does, mm. um, there's, there's, there's a few scenes in this movie that he's like, you're watching and you're like, yeah, this is really well done. Even the Bruce Willis and the Mac-10 gun chilling yeah. on the desk. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, it was hectic. The, the toaster um, pastries. <laughs> toaster <laughs> pastries, yeah. yeah. Where's um, going to yeah. pop? I think the the ultimate one is but Sam Jackson trying to talk the two like talk the two oh, rubbers yeah. down. That, that scene's just... I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my favourite of the movie. Yeah, the taste the one. burger, taste the buddy... The drink. No, I mean the final one when he's talking oh, Tim. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. just like yeah. the one when he's just in control there. the whole thing. The, that is tense. The one when they're in there, but you do get the. There's mm. more the feeling that Sam Jackson is very in control of the situation, yeah. so it's not as tense. That final one, it's like mm. the chicks like a loose cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she played <laughs> that so crazy. well, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He needed that though, Honey Bunny. He didn't, I love that yeah, too. And he's like, yeah, I'm hey, proud. Honey, I'm proud of you, baby. Totally proud of her. Yeah. Tell you, yeah. But it's good you had someone that was just so calm and cool and someone was just on edge, man. Yeah. Like a like a meth addict or something. Was like, what was her name? Was it like Yolanda or something? Yeah, Yolanda, I think, yeah. It just says Honey Bunny. Yeah, it's Honey Bunny. And he's yeah. like, Vincent, Vincent, stand the fuck back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He goes, I'm going to give you the 1500 He goes, if you give it the 1500 I'm shooting her on principle. <laughs> and didn't, didn't, he, didn't he get the book from the toilet? That book that it's oh, yeah, it. that's what yeah. he got it from. He found it in the yeah, toilet. Yeah. If he found he it, I don't know if he found it in the toilet or he just has it on him all the time to yeah. read. It was, it was like a nice little tidbit. Was funny, <laughs> what yeah. was the book yeah. called? I can't remember what oh, it was on the cover again. Yeah. Yeah. It was every time I tried to look for it, I didn't take the time to pause it and then check. Yeah, yeah. But I, I did see that it was like something like Maiden, something Maiden. Yeah. And I thought it was out of place for what he would be reading. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I completely forgot about the whole Christopher Walken story for some reason. I yeah. was I was going to mention it in my opening, but I I was going to say when I first watched this ages ago, I always remember that scene of how mm. good it was, and I always remembered that it was just one long shot, but it isn't. It's broken up. Yeah, it mm. is. And I don't know. I don't think it was as good as I thought it was in the beginning. It's still well acted yeah. and good, cool story, but I don't know. Samuel Jackson just. <laughs> I th- I think yeah. I think that one in particular because i had the same thing as you and the more i thought about it I th- maybe that is like it's kind of like a magic trick and the first time you see it you're like whoa yeah, yeah. it's amazing but the more you watch it yeah like it's just there's such a long build up to get to the end of that story that mm. when you know what the ending is maybe it's a bit like oh come on like and especially when you're like the movie's so long as well and yeah. you know yeah you know what's coming ahead yeah. it's different that's what i'm saying I'd, I, I, with this movie i'd like to go back to the first time that i watched it because yeah. i think it really is the yeah. most like the is the moment for you where you go wow yeah, yeah. like wow i've never seen anything like it yeah um but now we, we're used to tarantino now we're mm. used to stories like this yeah well and we've seen him this is like such it's his second movie isn't it yeah. and i mean we've seen him for, for me film. he's 
I wouldn't say that he's not made better movies, but he's never made a better scene for me than the opening of Inglorious Bastards. Oh my and maybe God, even also so in that movie. Good. Actually, there's three oh. scenes in that movie that maybe like tense, th- like three of his best, and it's the opening scene, the, the strudel scene, and, yeah. and the uh, bar scene with Fassbender and the, oh my the German, God. The German I'm three. So fucking keen yeah. to watch that movie. They're the, <laughs> they're the epitome of the elastic band thing that he yeah. does but yeah. for me like my favorite movie of his is I've, I've got to watch because i'm looking forward to seeing it for a second time but once upon a time in hollywood for me was like a, a maturation of, mm. of for him because it wasn't like a little bit of dialogue bam something crazy a little bit of, it was just mm. like the whole movie was like building building build and i was like wow he's really restraining himself which i like i appreciated yeah. mm. now um yeah. So, but I would like this movie I would like to go back to the first time that I've mm. watched it. it it's funny the ones that I'm more interested to see because I know very much so that I love Kill Bill movies mm. I really do think they're like it's he's so it's out of the box for him but it's perfectly in the box still yeah uh, but I'm really interested to see Hateful Eight again same and that's yeah. only because I'm. it's just so long and it's I'm really looking forward to having that moment to be like I'm going to watch this and I'm going to really Relax. Yeah. Take my time I just love the opening it. scene of that. Just that long shot of the coach coming in. Mm. But I love the fact that it is really music. good. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, actually, the moment I like, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that when it comes to the Christopher Walken scene, yeah. I think that although we look at it now and go, oh, it's not too great, I think it does something. And maybe this is because we're so fresh off there's something about Mary. <laughs> but it does something that something like that is really bad at. And it's turning something that is a very serious story using something that is horrible like racism mm. and making it actually comedic, yeah. properly comedic. Mm. Not like it doesn't feel like it's being racist for racist's sake. Mm. It feels like it's doing it for the joke. Of yeah. It. yeah. And I think that's something that doesn't happen. Like it's, it's such a fine line to be able to pull that off. And I think a lot of the rest of the movie doesn't. Yeah. Like Tarantino's moment in in the kitchen, yeah. it doesn't pull it off. Well, because yeah. it's yeah, it is like, I mean, it's still, <laughs> it's still it's, hectic. It's, it's still shocking. hectic, and it's still language that today I don't know if you'd be able to no, get away with it. But but you, I mean, you get it in the sense that like, uh, like we like you watch Band of Brothers and they, you know, the the words they used to reference other country soldiers and things like that. Yeah. They're not PC, but. Mm. I mean, they're in, they're at war with these people, and it's a different context, and we don't really understand because we weren't there having to do this exactly. sort of thing. And that's exactly, I think, that's what you're saying. Yeah, like, as yeah, well as yeah. maybe it's the character choice that yeah. he is a POW. Yeah, yeah. That helps with that. Where yeah. you're like, okay, well, this is someone's has like very strong feelings about something. Yeah. But um, I think that it's just done where I like I felt like the shock of it. I'm like, oh my god, he's saying these these really bad things <laughs> about like uh, you know another country. Yeah. And and you're just like. But the way he's saying it in this moment is actually funny. It's not like because it feels right for the moment. Yeah. But in other in other scenes in this movie, it doesn't come off. Mm. Like it just doesn't work. And I think specifically the Tarantino moment later, you're just like, this is painful. Yeah. This is painful. Although, to watch. I, although I did like the coffee moment. Talk and, about coffee. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Because <laughs> <laughs> she buys shit. That's, I buy that gourmet shit. That's a light. He does the dark. He does a light all the time. But I can see why he does it because he's always said that I would rather be doing the scene that I know that no one else yeah. would be allowed to do and mm-hmm. would get in trouble for. Mm. And I think he does that with things like even later in Django Unchained, mm. he says a lot of very racist things again. Yeah. And he's the one doing it again. I yeah. think it's the filmmaker putting himself in the film for that reason. Yeah. But I don't think it's the right thing to do. Mm. I think it's a choice. Yeah, no, he's certainly he's a very interesting character, Tarantino. Yeah, so. yeah. But anyway, I, I wanted to touch on that because I think the Christopher Walken scene and the Tarantino scene are the ones that mm. kind of shine that light mm. in this movie the most. And yeah. I don't know, it's very comical. Mm. Maybe later on in the pawn shop, the same thing. But I mean, that's just fucking crazy. That, <laughs> that just gets insane. hectic. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, which. Why don't we just I kind of like that scene. Why don't, yeah, why don't we what? just... I like that scene. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That That's the best part of the Bruce Willis amicable, segment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and attention thing again. Because he, yeah. he gets out of it and then he goes upstairs and he's picking out yeah. what to get. How's the gimp in the and box, man? How long is the... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gimp. <laughs> he didn't really do anything. I read... I read 
Tarantino's thoughts on the gimp that what the gimp was and what what happened to the gimp after it and everything. <clears throat> yeah. He says he's dead. He he hung he got hung after yeah. Bruce Willis knocked him out. Um but he's just he reckons that he's just that's just some like homeless personal hitchhiker they've picked up and just tortured into being submissive to them. Hector Yeah. And terrifying. It, and as a, a it was well cast to the the uh the security yeah, cop. He just has. He's he's, he's in a the few bad movies. guy from the mask. Oh, is he? Yeah, he, What's his name's Zed? He's like yeah, he's like Zed. Yeah, he's Zed's like, dead, baby. He's like Ray Liotta. Has that yeah. that um, the painted uh, eyelashes or something? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But he does. He's got that. He's got that sort of. I don't know. Just like a weird pretty boy look. Mm-hmm. He's so good in the mask. As mm-hmm. like um, he plays. Who does he play? Um, that movie was Dorian. I like the mask, man. Yeah, Dorian. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Dorian. There's still time. <laughs> He's such a fucking. I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah. Yeah. That's worth the watch. Yeah. I think that's I that would be wa- more interesting than what's it called. I tried watching it again. I couldn't get through it. That's good, man. It's good. Think again. Um. Anyway, well, the <laughs> the yeah, but the going down the stairs with the sword is so fucking long. Yeah. That's one of the longest cuts in the movie, I'd say. Oh, there's a. Did you mention there's a? Um, they talk about the assassin in Kill Bill, in this movie. The assassin. What? Um. Yep. Uh, which one? Marcellus's wife. She talks about. Uh, I think the Japanese girl in Kill Bill. Oh, really? That's Did in one that? of the stories or something. Yeah. Oren Ishii. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, and it's it's in relation, Maybe. I think, to one of the characters in Kill Bill. Yeah, I'll have to. That's something that I want to go into with, while we do this Tarantino run that I've been uncovering. Is um, do you want me to go into it out or do you want me to wait? Uh, I think yeah. Why not? Let's go All into right. it. So basically, um. His movie universe is all connected. Mm. Um, and there's movies that exist, right, in the realer than real world or hyper real world. Right. That he, that is like, it's almost just like a hyper, yeah, it's like a hyper real version of our world. Like Inglorious Bastards exists in that because yeah. those characters are still realistic, ah, okay. but it's a separate version of history, right? So it's, yeah. that's his universe. But then movies like, and I, I may have to correct myself so next I guess week, that works but I'll once upon a time. Yeah, it. this is like I'm introducing the idea of it, and from now on, I'm going to actually go through how they right. all connect properly and everything. Yeah. But Kill Bill Volume One and Two mm. don't exist in this world, or well, they do, but they exist in the, the in that world. world the cinema. Kill Bill is a cinema, like ver- is is movie. a movie in that, in world. that world, right? If that's that right. makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, so that's cool. the same with Pulp Fiction, and then Once Upon a Time in. Hollywood is the, the real, the real, the real world. world, the real world. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. then there's that scene with like him burning Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's Inglorious Bastards. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. And yeah. no, so Inglorious Bastards is real. Yeah. It's in the real world. That actually happened in that world. Right. Oh, and then that's the story they're yes. telling. The yes. movie they're telling. And then from, from Dust Till Dawn shit. is the so cinematic smart. version, like the cinematic world within the world. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so all those okay. movies still yeah. so. They're all shared. That seems more real, that one, though. Is it like Death like Proof as well? Oh, but no, it's not his. But Death yeah. Proof would be as yeah. well. But yeah. So, yeah. So, each week, I'm going to try and bring in how they all connect to each other okay. and things right. like that. Okay. Because I'm, I did notice even... So, did I just do um, the shine then? No, it's fine. You, okay. you brought it in smoothly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we know even <laughs> something like The Wolf. Yeah. The Wolf in oh, it yeah. seems like yeah. he's straight up mm. Harvey Keitel's character from Reservoir Dogs almost. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. a lot of ways. I was actually wondering even if the... Um, the female robber character was the one that they were all talking about in Reservoir Dogs that Harvey Cartel dated. Oh, yeah. She was a good girl and stuff like that. Was, oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, Hell of a thief. There's, but, the, it's <laughs> yeah. a, but it's, it's gonna, I'm going to have to do a lot of sifting through to find the connections because there's no one resource that has the connections. You oh, have to like right. kind of read full articles about things and yeah. stuff like that. So Jesus. that'll be, I'll, I'll dedicate myself to that for the, <laughs> while we do this run. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the I, I, like we're nearing the end of this, um, but we get things like the shooting of Marvin in the back of the car, yeah. and the wolf, which is such a great character. Yeah, he's cool. like yet again, <laughs> Harvey Keitel eats the scene. How like, fast does he drive? So fucking good. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, because he says I'll be there in thirteen. Yeah, so, so professional. Minutes, Thirty-five seconds later. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty pleased with sugar on yeah. top. Clean, clean the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like yet again, we get that moment of um, uh, Vincent Vega, you know, actually showing that he is 
not a level-headed dude. No. And, like, gets angry very quickly. Clearly the brother of Vic Vega. Yeah, very clearly in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and he's a heroin addict shit. too that's, like, very... Yeah. So, yeah. Like, super bad. Like, yeah. he's like, I want the heavy shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, How is and- he... Oh, just he just stumbles up to uh, Marcel's house. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He acts that so well. Yeah. Um, the Then, you know, I think the hose scene is, like, a good cracker scene, you know? Yeah. You guys have been to, to county before. Yeah. How's Tarantino's face at the time? Yeah. You can just see him as the director yeah. going, these guys are going to cop it, you bastards. <laughs> uh, and then they give him the shittiest clothes on planet Earth. But yeah, I think that like throughout that whole scene, the shooting of Marvin, <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. That's the most out there moment maybe in the whole yeah. movie, bar the gimp. <laughs> because <laughs> just you're just there and you're like... <laughs> and I love how chill they are about it. Did you just shoot Marvin? Oh man, he goes... Just shot him in the face. <laughs> but even when they're cleaning up, similar Jackson goes, "What the fuck am I sitting here? You back, did it, yeah, back. It's the swap. I was yeah. thinking the same yeah. thing. Well, before he even said it, matter. I was like, "Why is he in the back seat? Yeah. <laughs> He's cleaning the front. There's not much there." But see, even just thinking of that, yeah, it adds another bit of you know conflict in there. Well, I yeah. might cleaning up great. brains. Yeah, um, but yeah, fantastic uh, little scene, and I think um, that brings us to our next segment: sack it or brisket. Mm. This is Dan's Cinematography Corner. A little context for new listeners. Sacket or brisket came from Dan's love of beef briskets. Check out the Enola Holmes episode and the unique term to sack that if he doesn't like something. Uh, so is he going to sack this flick cinematography or make himself a beef brisket and love every morsel of its visuals? Well, what? Go, Dan. Uh, this is... Uh, I know it's the same cinematographer. And... Uh, there's a dramatic improvement, I think, between this and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I think so. Um, don't know if it's probably due to budget. Uh, not sure about that, but still not a brisket. Still not a brisket. It's going to be better enough. because you know, there are a couple of films coming up from uh, Tarantino that are briskets. I think you'll see a vast improvement in the next one. Yep. Jackie Brown. I think Jackie Brown is a much better looking movie. You'd yeah. be surprised. I, just, I just honestly just have... Very vague memory of that. Yeah, nor do I, but I, I, I remember being yesterday. <laughs> and I was hovering around and I just said, uh, no, nah, inside Louis Davis. It, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's not a, I don't think it's a brisket yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I can see that. I think it has moments that are pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's much better, but um, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's more stuff coming. I think there's some production design choices it's that bi- are really good, like the it's taxi. A bigger, it's a bigger movie, man. The taxi scene has in the in the outside of it, it has black and white film. Yes, I wrote that background. down in my notes. Yeah, I, know, Which I thought why, was. Yeah, I wonder why he did that. I think that's just to be a bit more noir in that moment, mm-hmm. a bit more like you know the boxer, the boxer running away is kind of a very tropey moment. Mm. If you think about it, it's a very tropey scene, mm. and I think. He's just kind of paying homage to that type of yeah. thing. Probably similar to like paying homage to something like Raging Bull, mm. you know, in the sense of the boxer. Yeah, but it's, um, I don't know. I, don't, just... I liked it as a choice because it felt, it felt fine for how they lit it and everything. Mm. But I do think the whole scene could be gone. <laughs> like yeah. that whole scene could be heaps out of, and it wouldn't Yeah, I wouldn't still reckon heaps the of the Bruce Willis stuff shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for your uh, cinematography corner, Dan. Uh, Declan, yes. it's time to bring us the factoids. Uh, unsheath the sword, uh, go down to the basement and slice us up some factoids, Declan. <laughs> Very well. Factoids, factoids, giving you these factoids. Put it in a rap, boys, something with some crap noise. Thank you. All right. Um, so when Vincent plunges the syringe into Mia's chest. Yes. That was actually achieved by doing it in reverse. Oh, really? Yeah, ah. so he viciously pulls it back up and then they reverse the footage back down. Jesus so he wasn't Christ. actually hitting a... And also, so it looks like he actually hits the correct location. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, That'd that would be, be intense hard. having a one one chance to hit her in the right spot. Yeah, yeah or else it could hit the rib cage and crack, like bend the syringe. Or- yeah. You'd have to be so precise. Yeah, to get through the breastplate. Yeah, it'd probably be more beneficial if you actually put it there and then just pressed, pressed down hard. Yeah, pressed yeah. hard. Depression, yeah. Um, and you know when Ned, uh, Vincent Vega's talking about when his car uh, got keyed. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Tarantino has come out and said the Butch did that 
So I'm guessing that happened after they had that little weird confrontation. Oh, and, yeah, that makes sense. In the sense bar, too, and he yeah. just walked out. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> How good is that? Yeah. And so here's what cool. I was a bit incorrect when I said this before, but so the movie only cost $8 million. The initial budget was even lower until Bruce Willis was added to the cast. Even though he'd had a recent string of domestic flops, but he was still a box office draw. Yeah. Um, five million went to pay the actors and actresses' salaries. So fucking it's hell! Not, not much for you know, it's three million no, for the movie. Days, yeah. um, That's and insane. The, the film was already profitable when its worldwide worldwide rights were sold for eleven million. Again, mainly on the strength of Willis's presence. Jeez. So they really needed him. Basically, needed him in it to far out get it across, and it went on to gross over two hundred million dollars at the box office. Oh so man! Fucking hell! Cleaned up. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, and the 64 Chevelle Chevy Malibu that Vincent drives was actually Tarantino's car and was <laughs> stolen during it. the production of the film. And then get this. Later on in 2013, a police officer saw two kids stripping an older car. He arrested them. While looking up the owner of the vehicle, he found the VIN had been altered. Turned out that the that was Tarantino's car. <laughs> that many years back? later. Uh, they give it back the owner had recently purchased it had no idea it was stolen doesn't say here wow hectic I imagine he would have wanted it back because it was part of his cinema cinema history history, yeah it reminds of the George Costanza had uh, John Boyd's car wasn't it the pencil yeah John (laughs) Boyd's car it was John Boyd wasn't it or Ted Danson no John Boyd it's John Boyd I'm better than Ted Danson it was John Boyd the dentist not John Boyd oh yeah that's right Ted Danson was the yeah, was the yeah. pilot one. Yeah, 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 yeah. pilot. Hey, yeah. What's what's Ted Danson good at? I'm better than Ted Danson. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm better than Ted Danson. And then, so this goes further with the Vega Brothers thing. So yeah. mm. Michael Madsen was actually originally offered that part that John Travolta plays. That makes sense. Ah, yeah. Um, and he was because he was the brother, and that's mm. what Tarantino was going to make it that they were the same yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, and he turned it down because he had a scheduling conflict. That's how John Travolta eventually came to pay the play the part, which well, also it would have been reignited weird. his career. Well, yeah, and it's Michael Madsen's biggest regret of his whole career. Yeah, yeah. It, it, didn't yeah. do that movie. It's yeah. weird though because if you look at it, it makes more sense that he was the one there, that you know Travolta was. Yeah, because or else they would have he would have had to rewrite it in a weird way where he doesn't get killed. Yeah, and it's really kind of a great moment to see vincent vega get shot in such an unceremonious way yeah. <laughs> like while he's just come up the shitter yeah, it's, like, so it's a, just a very like this yeah. makes sense for what would happen in this world yeah, yeah you know yeah. something like that would occur yeah so i think that um it's actually a better choice yeah. at the end of the day um and vincent vega is the only character who's present in every segment of the film so he's the yeah, yeah. he's a tiny one yeah yeah um Bruce Willis was only on the film for 18 days. That's how long he was on set for. So Jesus. Far out. Uh, this is a long part as well. they gave him that piece of shit car to drive. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, see like a diehard person in a little peewee yeah. car, little Honda. You should see, though. It's really great. I saw some behind-the-scenes stuff of Tarantino talking with Willis. Mm. And he's so professional, Tarantino, on the set. Yeah. But he also looks like a little kid having fun. Yeah. So it's a bit yeah. of both. It's weird because when it's time to shoot and do things, he's like talking to the actors as if it's like this is very important mm. and then he walks away from the actors he's like let's fucking make a movie man <laughs> and you're like this is weird uh-huh. but it keeps everyone's morale up yeah. while also being mm. professional in the moment yeah it's fantastic yeah. and especially bruce willis isn't supposedly the easiest person to mm. work with with everyone yeah i've heard that. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that. yeah um these are two little sam jackson ones they're pretty cool yeah so the bad motherfucker wallet <laughs> was Tarantino's wallet. Oh, really? Oh, what? Wow. I mean, the inscription is actually a reference to the theme song of Shaft, which Samuel Jackson played the title character of. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's like a little yeah. in inside nod. Mm-hmm. And then the, I, this one's cool, considering how much we talk about this series of movies. Um, the quote Jules uses from Ezekiel 25.17 in the Old Testament is on Nick Fury's gravestone in Captain America the Winter Soldier. Holy shit. It says That's the path cool. of the righteous man, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Well, Captain America's gravestone. No, um, Nick Fury when he fakes oh, Nick his Fury's death. His death. Oh. That's yeah. so cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was there was something else I wanted to bring up here. It's not so much a fact, but um basically this movie this is why I said earlier that I wanted to um 
I wanted to. I wish I could have been around when this movie actually came out because I didn't. I actually didn't know how big the history of this movie was, but it changed the cinema landscape in terms of the indie movie. This was like the Star Wars of independent films. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. And even more still, so like then people realized there was marketability in these movies mm. and they could make a profit off them, which is how I think this is how we got that whole wave of directors like. Mm. Kevin Smith and, and Paul Thomas Anderson, everyone being able to make these movies that they got to make mm. in the late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Disney actually bought Miramax just before oh, wow. this movie was what? made. Which Miramax, yeah. So Miramax was, I didn't know this, they're a subsidiary of Disney. Disney. Wow. I didn't know that at um, all either. So does that make the All Weinsteins? those Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind I of know. bailed by Disney then, yeah. in a um, weird way. I guess when they left the Miramax company though and made their own company, they broke away right. from Disney, right? Because that was surely with... that must have been what was part of the problem for okay, them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but also, Tarantino created this thing where it was like we he wasn't remaking movies, but he was making movies that were referencing movies. older movies yeah. and sort of lightly spoofing and playing off of them. It's a resurgence of old content. Yes, yeah. and then people were like. Hollywood actually had this brainwave where they're like, well, we, we don't have to remake our movies. We can make movies that give the similar feeling mm. to mm -hmm. those movies. Um, and it really changed. This is really changed independent cinema. This is the most intelligent. JJ's first Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the smartest things uh, that uh, isn't done enough is taking much older films and then remaking them. Mm. Yeah. I think that's done less. And I think that usually turns out better. Mm. So uh, right now we we take a lot of the time Hollywood does things like cause do you remember like as you were saying it's one of those things where like he's taking older movies and riffing yeah mm -hmm. but I think that what Hollywood does now is they take things from like the eighties and nineties and then try to remake them and you're like it wasn't really it's like yes it is a long time ago now but it isn't yeah. really long enough oftentimes they weren't even that great of movies like yeah I, I, I like not saying it's not a great movie or whatever but something like like Total Recall it's not like it's it's a fun yeah. movie but it's not like it's like an all time classic like this needs to be remade and retold well and not it, remade yeah, yeah like, I would like... I would rather watch something like The Maltese Falcon or yeah, yeah, something yeah. that's really older mm. and you know 50s 60s yeah. I'd like to see I know it's yes it's a classic and probably wouldn't be made as well but it's a wonderful life i would be happy to see a yeah. remake or, or a riff on that yeah. that sort of style yeah. of yeah. thing yeah turning it into something else yeah because i think it's enough time passed to be like let's try something new yeah um but i think you're right i think hollywood what I, what i think you're getting getting to is that hollywood does a lot of remakes now yeah they do and it was because yeah. of a lot of it was because of kind of how tarantino did this yeah and you could see that there was like potential to take older things. Well, look, yeah, like Disney basically just take their cartoons and shot for shot remake mm. them in live action now, yeah, like without crazy. even really having anything new to say about the movies. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't like that at all. I, I you know, there's some that work and some that. Don't. I think Beauty and the Beast worked fine yeah. enough, just because that is like a, a, that's just a classic story. Mm. But like The Lion King for me was a big. It wasn't. Miss. I just, <laughs> yeah, I know it's going for live action, but when you lose the facial. Uh, the emotion uh, the actions of the face it just yes. looks like puppets acting yeah it's yeah. weird because for so many years i wanted to see like a real life version or like the like cg amazing, version but yeah just... but then you look at it and you go yeah it doesn't you really have to do something more so along the lines of i don't know maybe um because there's other movies that did really well with animals in them maybe not dr doolittle but <laughs> There, there were other movies that took animals and they made their Babe. expression. Babe. No, that was, it was big, that was massive. Was it? Was day, it though. like one of the? It was. I've got a story yeah, it that. was. <laughs> but there was ones like. Yeah, um, who I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> but there was ones like um, oh, shit, like there was the Jungle Book. Mm. All right, there was the the John Favreau one, and then there was another one, Mowgli. Mowgli. Mm. I liked that. The uh, I didn't watch the Mowgli one, the Andy Circus one. Yeah, I liked. But it. I liked the Mowgli one because. They had expression, yeah. and I think that would have and done well in Lion King. It's just it's it's sad that that got the wind taken out of its sails because of the the first Jungle Book. The Jungle out. Book was nowhere near as good no. as I, I haven't seen it. I can't, but I'm yeah. just saying it definitely lost its traction yeah. because of because the first of it. Yeah. yeah, Andy. So he he's had a 
a mood to it and i think that's what helped mm. yeah but it had a um it almost had like a, a had a very specific style mm. and the animals were like you could see that they were the animals that they were trying to portray yeah but they had enough expression to be like yep. oh i actually care about these well, even yeah. the new planet of the apes movies oh yeah no, i mean um yeah, well, that was on our list of yeah. yeah. I would, yeah. I'd say in terms of like the, the with the riffing on things, I, th- I think that does still happen, but it, it's sort of not happening enough. But yeah, you look at um, I know you, I know you get annoyed at this director Daniel, but like Inception with Nolan, right? Mm. Like uh, I, they're, I can say they're great movies, but I'm just Nolan out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's like this just like making a point with yeah. that movie is. Yeah. I remember when that movie came out, everyone was going, you know. Oh, no, no one's ever done anything like this before this is this is new it's a new genre and i remember saying like no it's a, it's a heist movie yeah. Yeah. what he's done is he's taken the heist genre he's riffing on it with a bit of a sci-fi thing laced in there which is really cool which is like that's that's the way that we can go because yeah. there's no you can't come up with a new genre there's no there's no possible way you can mix and match there's if you, i think we're not like in school we're taught there's only like five types of a story like on the base there's level there's not many yeah and it's just about riffing and mixing and matching things now like you said for, yeah for example one of the biggest ones and one that's most commonly used now in say marvel movies is kind of like the jesus arc yeah this yeah, big totally. savior that yeah. you know uh, sacrifices himself yeah yeah and then comes back yeah it's common in well, comic i mean book movies. Man, man of steel um that is like yeah. real on the nose yeah <laughs> and, well, and batman v what superman avengers the, t- yeah. the stark moment he oh goes yeah up, yeah sacrifices yeah. come straight back yeah but i think same similar idea with the but yeah, man of steel's big like, time yeah. has Batman so much superman yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that the justice league portion yeah. of his completely trilogy will even further yeah. emphasize that this week next week yeah next the 18th. week next week it's coming up but i don't know if we're going to be doing it next week because we do have a, Qu- a tarantino film and also falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, that's right. Shouldn't we just wait till all five parts come out for the Justice League? Isn't no, it's it? one big movie. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was I coming thought they out split it up. Nah, he said he's doing one. Wow. wow. I thought it was split. And don't forget this Friday, Drive to Survive. That's Survive. Season three. Oh what? Yep, and it's gonna have the crash and everything in there. This is out there, but this is out, that sounds fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that series. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I do think you're right. But Tarantino also does it. Like I'd say, one, two of the biggest movies. Mm. I've ever seen that mix and match like that. Do two movies and and take two different types of movies and then yep. put them together. Mm-hmm. Predator, mm-hmm. Yep. sci-fi and war movie. Yeah. Dust, and then Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. And one of those is a Tarantino but that, film. I'm sure there's others. It's, but, it's yeah. funny though because yeah. like if 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 done right, the a genre mash can be cool and like oh, a yeah. nice riff, but. Mm-hmm there's examples of when it goes wrong is like cowboys versus aliens yeah exactly like that, you know? yeah. Like, um, yeah. well the problem is they literally called the movie yeah. the genre mash yeah. that but, it is as well i mean it's happened through history like right like the samurai movie mm-hmm. is the american version of that was the western like the, mm, those two much. genres are very similar yep. yeah. um and as in the like horror horror is probably the best example of what's been able to move into a modern setting where it's like you track horror through history it's always like relevant to technology of the time yeah and like uh you know like it was always like back in the day which is the haunted the classic haunted house and we moved we've got something like the ring where it's a vhs tv yeah. and then like it follows and it moves between yeah. it moves between uh what the technology it, is now yeah. it opens up the creative space more yeah. like is it yeah. insidious so they use the baby monitor the baby Either. monitor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or yeah. even like paranormal activity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so like that's yeah that's like almost per- riffing on like a classic mm. style but you're modernizing it and giving yourself like new creativity with this new space instead of just constantly treading over old ground kind i of do thing. think that like the the horror genre is underrated for being able to delve into so many other aspects it is and the reason it's underrated is something i've said before because there's it's so very, much horror out there there's a lot of shit to sift yeah. through you know Event like, horizon was another yeah well, sci-fi horror yeah, but they use that psychological. What happens when you go in space? You go, go crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It was, was that one of the first ones that did. It's like that? a mad sure, cow disease yeah. type of thing, mm. similar. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that I think that yeah, very much so. It's hard to do good horror, mm. and also genre mash. Yeah. But it is also the most common to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, moving on, I think we're up to our final thoughts. Yep. Uh. I did you first, didn't I, at the start of this? Yes, you did, I did. Yeah, yeah. So it's your turn. Yeah. Final thoughts. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is a great movie and probably the only real, I'll use the word flaw, but it's 
barely a floor <laughs> is just that little that chunk in the middle maybe a little bit too long um but i would say that about a lot of movies from this from that late the mid 90s to late early 2000s mm. sort of era yeah we did get a lot of long movies then yeah um when you look at like even like some of paul thomas anderson movies like magnolia is fucking that's a long movie titanic's a fucking long movie you know like even um a lot of like the early link later films have things like yeah, that. the yeah, opening and yeah. ending of the best and then yeah. the center is kind of there but um clerks that's um and that's just i've said before on here i would actually i do as I, as much as i'll sit here and say it was long i if a director's got a vision and their vision involves the movie being long i would prefer to watch it through and be able to watch it and at the end say maybe they should have cut some of that out but i'd rather see it as they want it to be seen ben hur mm. yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. um so which is why I'm intrigued with Justice League now. Yeah. Just a little bit. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm more like, I'm, I don't think it's going to be amazing, but I just want to see him yeah, do exactly. what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is for me like really Tarantino becoming Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs, there's traces of it with the music and the dialogue, but it's still, he's still, first I feel like he's holding himself back a bit. And mm-hmm. in this one, he was just like, this is my personality deal with it yeah yeah and everyone loved it for sure yeah, makes sense yeah. yep and i'll wait I'll, i think i'll wait until we do the end of the run to do my rankings because otherwise i'm just you've already be, done them but to chop to, and change oh yeah yeah for sure i yeah. think um i'll tell your ranking at the moment though yeah. since you've just finished yours uh once upon a time in hollywood the first second kill bill volume two the third inglorious bastards fourth reservoir dogs fifth kill bill volume one sixth pulp fiction Seventh, um, Django. Django, eighth, Hateful Eight, and ninth, Jackie Brown. Yeah. So we'll see how that changes in the future. Yeah. Dan Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, this is a, it was a tough one for me. Um, and I agree with what Declan said. There's a bit of a bloat in the middle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's still a great movie. Um, like it's, you know, it's it's i just find it real hard to compare this to to reservoir which is his first i do like the originality of and the the um what's the word uh style no not style it's like uh inexperienced but it's still yeah it feels um uh what how can i say it it feels uh, genuine yeah it's It's almost like it's almost like he's just starting to work out a muscle yeah. It's like the, he's just, yeah, it's like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like yeah, he's just, spark there. Well, he's just lifting the dumbbells for the first yeah. time, kind of thing. And like the, you know, by the time we're at Inglorious Bastards, he's like fucking, oh, he's all pissed, all pissed. <laughs> he's on, he's yeah. onto the protein powder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's 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 how I can sort of, um, uh, yeah, rate this movie, uh, and all these movies. Uh, the, yeah, he just get. I just think he's. I think. From doing this run now, I think they're just going to get better, mm. but still score around that same mark. It's it's really hard. Yeah, to, they're really it's hard to pinpoint. They what don't I'm trying to really say. drop anywhere past a seven. I don't think yeah. these movies and none of them. Mm. So I, I don't know. It's hard because they're they're really good. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. all good. And yeah. and and it's, <laughs> I guess uh, I'm trying to find something bad, but there's I don't see anything bad. It's like it. I said, we we like on here. It's like sort of like we. Sh- if we're going to do this, we may as well try and nitpick on things yeah, and point yeah. things out. But like, like I said, like saying it's bloated in the middle, it's like, yeah. I, but I, did really, you still like, enjoy kind of those moments? Oh, I, yeah. I still yeah, I like, yeah. And, and, I still like the taxi ride yeah. still. Well, oh, that it. was another cool fact actually. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to jump on your thing. The taxi driver chick yeah. was in a, she was in that character was in a short film about a woman that goes and cleans up murders for people. Wow. Oh. And he liked that short film, so he put her in this movie as the same character. So yeah, hectic. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Los Lobos. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. Cool name for it too. Esmeralda Los Lobos. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I'm gonna give this a seven point five. That's fair. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I, I like dogs you... better because. Yeah, it's that. That to me is his it's coming. Succinct. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. It's I love just, it. I think. Unique. I think yeah. Reservoir Dogs is like yeah. awesome, and it's nice and it's just tight and i like the flaws in it yeah i think like like me though i think that something that we've always agreed on is we're a sucker for something that's good set in one room yeah (laughs) yeah and 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 i I like to see that in artists like say for me if i'm doing a you know 
some lenses like if i'm shooting backlight with something and there's like crazy flares going on it i like those imperfections mm. Mm. there's just something about it where it's like yeah human made that mm. yeah yeah and that's all i like about this you can see you can see tarantino here it's just that's also what i like about just has that, film well he he yeah. has i know i'm sort of rambling on here but he has that um not i can do it it gives you hope as yeah, it, it, as a viewer, where if you look at JJ and all that, and it's so polished it, and clean, and yeah, and crisp I like, and yeah, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, Tarantino has that raw, it's genuine. Yeah, it's it's, it's a yeah. genuine type of feeling of this is someone's art. Yeah, instead of this is someone who has the money mm. to make a specific, such a specific yeah. idea. So like you look at uh, Boogie Nights, right? That feels way more polished than Tarantino movies. You, you know what it is. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, I. That's well, if we ever do that movie, we'll go more into why that would be. Yeah, there's a there's a reason for that. Mm. Yeah, it, it's also one of those things where you it feels like someone's worked as well. Like yeah. when I watch something like a JJ film, it doesn't feel like it's been work as much as hundreds of people's work. It mm. looks cookie cutter when, in those movies. Yeah, and when I see Pulp Fiction, I think to myself, someone has really taken a lot of time and effort. Yeah, and for example, done something like. How are we going to set the scene where at the end they're going to place the gun in there, yeah. in their pants? Uh, yeah. Or how are we going to, you know, what wallet is he going to use? I'll give yeah. you an All of those things are important. It's like when you... For you this know, movie. It's like when you go, I don't know if you've been to Italy, right? You go to, um, like say, the first time you see the Colosseum. It's like, mm. holy freaking shit. This was made by fucking slaves or whatever, right? And then you compare that with getting into your car. You have no feel for it yeah this, you know well, I mean? that's a modern piece of technology that something's built that's just a, been put mm. together yeah when someone has slaved There's literally that, yeah. over you know what I mean? building something that's what i feel like with tarantino movies or like it's the yeah do you think yeah. that it's that too because because i because i ride motorbikes you do get that feeling with motorbikes and i wonder if it's because you can see the innards of it mm. can, yeah, and yeah maybe probably. that's what gives you the feeling of the cold like obviously yeah. the history behind Watches the cold as well? but yeah like yeah. You can see the engine. You can see how it all fits together more easily. I wonder if cars you were able to see, and it wasn't like this sleek finish over the top. And maybe that's the thing about the Tarantino movies. You can see the blood, sweat, and tears that went into yeah. it. Well, yeah, it's, I think it's like yeah. getting. It's the equivalent of getting a tag her, yeah. which is like JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. getting a handmade two million dollar watch, like an Omega or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's funny because. That one's more expensive, the 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 one that's handmade. Yeah, but you can see all of it, and mm. someone slaved over it. Yeah, and that's the fact with something like Pulp Fiction. Mm. It's not about how much it costs. It's about the quality of someone putting the effort in. Mm. Yeah, and then with the JJ one, it's like it's been created piece by piece, mm. and they have the time and effort and. But it's, it's that it's that thing that I've yeah. Like, I've, I production I've, I've said it a few times about the new star wars movies on here i've never never actually done them but like it's the whole idea of uh it's a bit of a mean expression towards camels but a camel is a horse designed by a committee yeah 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 pretty much yeah like this is like pole fiction is tarantino's vision yeah whether it's like yeah jj movies there's a bigger budget you got a fucking you probably got a committee and of people sitting at a table going no no this should happen because of this and like yeah. how do you and fight for your how does your vision come through mm. clearly then you know I, like, and i don't want to put down jj there's a place nah. for, yeah yeah, for yeah. That. I, just, yeah. I find yeah. that he was I, I still got this thing where he was forced to make those movies well the last one maybe i think the first one he made out of love and i think the last one was just like yeah it's like can you fix this and he's like how much am I get paid? Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, I, I think we'll see him come around and talk about it in years. I've actually to come. been reading. Yeah. Someone's done a. Someone's um, making a comic version of um, Colin Trevorrow's Jewel of the Fates. That would have been so good. It's compared I, to the I, other. I it's no pretty cool. It about, yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so much better. Uh, like the just yeah. the whole story ending just makes so much. more It's not even that it's a lot better. It's just makes sense. Yeah. When the other one doesn't. Mm. Anyway. Um, yes sorry <laughs> um, yeah no I really like this movie and I've always loved Pulp Fiction and I do think that like um, a little bit of a fact about it it is the highest rated of Tarantino's movies on IMDb mm -hmm. it's the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes it is most critically acclaimed and most audience based acclaimed uh, of the films that he's made and I can see a reasoning as to why that is 
I don't think it's that good compared to that. But I do think that it is definitely changing the landscape at the time. And I can see how others think it is that good. Yeah. Because it is something that is not seen. It is, it, you can't replicate it. It's not going to be, no one can remake a movie like that or even make a type of film like that and have it come out in the same way. Yeah, I, I think and the closest in comparison, even though it's completely different, is Reservoir Dogs, though. No, I'd say Snatch. Maybe, yeah, but I mean, but again, guy, has guys guy Ritchie style. is so yeah. That's an editing thing. Yeah. He's closer to someone like Edgar Wright with editing styles. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I love Pulp Fiction, and I and it's all the little conversations which make it that much more rich for me. Mm. And yet again, I'll say the word, and I'll probably hear it every week: the coolest <laughs> of choices. You know, it's funny. Coolest though, I, was, jacket, I, was, I was thinking coolest. about it because actually, I had to go. I had to get a suit fitted because for my sister's wedding next weekend. Yeah. I was watching this. I think it's a bit of a 90s thing, but the suits in his movie so far are so ill-fitting. Oh, they're the, yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> but as you said, they're probably just the actors yeah. grabbing shit yeah. out of their wardrobe. Yeah, Even John Travolta, I noticed he had jeans on. Yeah. He didn't yeah. have yeah. pants. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but still, he just turns these characters into the coolest cats. Mm. And um, I think it's similar to like the feeling I get from Drive, yeah. where you're just like, these characters are just cool. Mm. And that's what pretty much puts it across the line for me. Uh, I'm giving this one an 8.5 above Reservoir Dogs with a half. Mm. And that's just because I just, all the characters are just so enjoyable. Even yeah. even Bruce Willis, which is maybe the weakest of them, but still the most, a, a very enjoyable character. Mm. Um, also, you weirdly see like, a portion of his dong. Yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had it down here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, uh, it's just funny how um, he's the weakest character. He's, yeah. Even the girl in the it? taxi was better than him. She was cool, second, yeah, yeah. you can see Willis's cock. You see like a bit of, you see like a bit of his dong. Like not the whole dong, but you yeah. see. Did you pause it? No. No, I didn't. No. I didn't pause it. I just Did you it pause run. it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I, Why'd you old, say that? Old Dan would have paused it. No, I was just curious. Old Dan would have paused yeah. it. All right. Okay, let's wrap this baby up. I think we've talked enough about it. Um, we just reviewed Pulp Fiction. You've been listening to Neon Radio Podcast. I'm Reese. This is the big kahuna, Dan. <laughs> Did I steal yours? No. It was, it was uh, Declan2517 signing off. <laughs> and you have a good week. Respect. Respect.